Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Woohoo! It's a new season. This is Sister on You Stay. And this is Sister Veritas. And we're back with Let Love Podcast. With the Sisters of Life. And praise be to God, sister. It's so good to be back. It really is. Season six. I can't believe it. And we're going to have a really good time this season. Amen. I mean, I, I'm actually like, I'm excited about every season. And it's always a gift to be uh, with all of you listening in this way. But we're going to bring you into the heart of things. Mm-hmm. Um, season six is going to be all about the gospel of life. <laughs> Boom. That was my special sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, sister. Well, and here it is. It's like, we thought about this. Let love bring you life. Let love fill you. Let love. But we're like, no, no, no. This season, it's like, let love, period. Mm -hmm. Like, this is at the heart of the heart. The gospel of life is this beautiful document that John Paul II wrote back in 1995 uh, with the help of his good bishops. And we'll tell you more about the history. But basically, the Sisters of Life, we as a community have grown with this document. It's like our playbook. Mm-hmm. It has been like a guiding light for us. And again, sister, like, who's going to want to tune into this? Like, anyone who wants to live the fullness of life, right? Right. If you're into that. Right. What Any, else? Anybody who's, you know, maybe leading like a, uh, a group or wanting to lead people towards life. Mm-hmm. This would be an awesome season for you. Amen. To unpack it. Um, basically, if you need a new optic, mm-hmm. if you need a new optic as you're approaching the adventure of life, or you're trying to get more out of life, or you're trying to um, plow through, find your way through, mm-hmm. um the ardor, the difficulties, the trials, and keep perspective. Um, if you're looking for hope, mm-hmm. you know, in a sense, we're living in a tough time. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of fear. And actually, this this document, and I want to, it's like more than a document. It's the gospel of life. Right, right. Um, I, again, it's like I have an allergy to that word document because it's, <laughs> it's alive. The vision put forth in this encyclical will allow you to find that hope, will mm-hmm. give you a rock to stand on, mm-hmm. will allow you to claim uh, the gift that you desire to live, mm-hmm. which is joy and peace, whatever you're facing, whatever you're up against, and bring your friends into that, bring your family into that, bring your communities into that. Mm-hmm. Um, this time that we're standing in today is the time of the gospel of life yeah. because the light wants to shine in the darkness mm-hmm. and this is what is going to help you do that. Amen. Sister, I'm so excited. And it's so, I mean, it's so needed for our hearts, for this culture, for the world, as you're saying. And it's its beautiful. And this encyclical, which means letter, you know, it's, it's really a letter from the heart of John Paul II, who basically tuned into the heart of Jesus um, in writing this. It's so powerful. Well, and sister, I love that you bring us into the heart because basically this is a gospel that is written on the heart of each person. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's not something foreign or strange. Mm-hmm. Actually, as you read it, as you listen to us unpacking this, you're, it's like when I read this document, it was like oil on the heart. Mm-hmm. It was such a deep resonance with the core of who I am as a human person. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that too, sister, it's like, it makes me think of, you know, that moment. Yeah. Right. The moment that, that changed you, yeah. the moment that you were summoned into this realization mm-hmm. of human life, there's something more about it. Mm-hmm. 
It's a sacred gift. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, And God has done something so special here Mm -hmm. uh, that I need to lean into and live for. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder, sister, do you have a moment like that? I do. And I mean, I think we all have probably many moments, but I think the one that comes to my mind most uh, keenly would be, I was at a conference as a young like an adolescent, like 14 or something. And the speaker was speaking about the reality of, of life and our culture and the reality of abortion. And, and then he said something that really um, basically took my heart and, and changed the tra- trajectory of my life forever, honestly. And he said, look around, look around the, the room here at the, all the empty chairs. Those are the chairs of your friends, your classmates who were lost to abortion. And in that moment, abortion became to me not no longer like a political issue, woman's issue, you know, a huge debate. It, it became a person with a face and a name mm. and a history. And, and it was like, this is, this is about me and you. And, and it wasn't like, and it was so beautiful. He wasn't speaking in a condemning way or condemning women who have suffered. It was just the real way. And that that life is like I, I realize all of a sudden like the gift and the fragility of each life oh, um, and and that it's something we can't take for granted and it re- honestly like set a fire in my heart and I don't know if I would be here actually I don't, I don't I don't know if I'd be a sister of life if I hadn't been in that talk wow yeah so the sacred gift of human life just mm-hmm. came into full color for you totally wow yeah it's powerful sister yeah what about you you know, there's many moments, I think, and again, right, our lives, it's almost like moment by moment, mm-hmm. we're drawn by the Lord. But I think looking back, there's so many powerful moments, I think, that awakened my heart to the secret gift of life and the beautiful invitation that God gives to us in it. One that was especially powerful was when I was in um, eighth or ninth grade, actually. And I'll never forget it. I remember learning that one of my classmates had uh, taken his own life. Mm. And um, I grew up in a small town. It was a small, tight-knit community. Mm. And and I just remember it was like, whoa, um, mm. the world kind of stopped. And I think my you know 14-year-old heart knew that this was a true tragedy. Like, I was experiencing a tragedy. Mm. Like, he was such a good kid. Uh, you know, we ran on the cross-country team together. He was so full of life. Um, he had so much in front of him and, and it was like devastating, mm-hmm. uh, so devastating. I'm and so sorry. Yeah. 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 Right. And yeah. it's like it's the, so the tragedy of mm-hmm. it. And, um, and I think in that though, too, you're looking for hope, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're like, gosh, should we not do something? You start blaming yourself as a community. You're, um, just seeing the suffering that it brought to his family, but I'll never forget actually his mother who, grieved his life deeply and yet courageously stepped out and um, started an, a suicide awareness program. Mm. And she really was a prophet uh, mm. proclaiming the gift of her life of her son, but also rallying the community that this might never happen again. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the ways she did this was through a road race to, wow. um, to memorialize uh, his life. And I think everyone in the town turned out for it. Like we all ran. Wow. And I remember running that race and I, I love running and I always ran with all my heart, but something happened to me in that road race. Like I just remember my heart all of a sudden caught this flame of hope. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was running for something more. Mm-hmm. I was running, proclaiming 
the sacred gift of life, that his life was good, uh, that his life was precious to God, and that all life was precious to God. And I honestly think God did something so powerful to me in mm-hmm. that moment, and I've never stopped running. Wow, like, in a sense, like, and once it, your heart catches the beat of this, mm-hmm. there's no going back. Uh, once you, once you realize this outrageous gift um you've got to live for it Mm -hmm. and so here i am yeah um uh, (laughs) consecrated to to the sacred dignity of the human person to proclaim it to enhance it Mm -hmm. to protect it because that is uh the summons god Mm -hmm. has extended to me and extends to all of us and i think sister i don't know i want to pray and then unpack the intro amen to this, this amen. playbook of life amen and, and honestly and like hearing in this like he is summoning you like your life is good you matter and he's actually calling you um to enter into his own heart for this love for life mm-hmm. actually and it's so beautiful so yeah let's pray amen sister we all have a gift to put at the service of life amen here we go in the name of the father son holy spirit amen Father, we thank you, we praise you, we love you. We thank you for the precious gift of our lives, for the lives uh, you have entrusted to us and our friends and our families, um, our communities. We thank you and praise you, Lord, uh, for that sacred gift of life. We pray for every grace to honor it, to prize it, uh, to live in reverence to the truth uh, that we've been made in your image and likeness, that you have dreams for us, Father, and we ask for every grace of courage to receive those dreams uh, forth from your loving heart and to courageously answer them. We entrust this time to the care of our Blessed Mother as we say, Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Mother of Life, pray for us. Amen. Well, this is so exciting. I'm, I'm like pumped to jump into this. This, this um, letter literally like, like lives and breathes, and it's so beautiful. And I just want to make a note too. We're going to be, um, uh, we'll have the link. F- you can actually access the document mm-hmm. um, if you want to follow along and read with us. And we'll have some. We'll post some questions every episode, so you can actually um, kind of enter more deeply into prayer and reflection on this. And it. It is fruitful, let me tell you. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, sister. Mm-hmm. And even the reality that in 12 episodes, we're going to be able to skim the surface mm-hmm. of this masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And hopefully by reading it, by breaking this open with your friends and your communities of faith, uh, it will bless you. Yeah. It'll, the hundredfold. Yeah. You'll get the hundredfold. Yeah. I, I just thought of this image of breaking it open um, <clears throat> in the sense of, I don't think when you were a kid, Maybe you didn't do this, but um, finding boulders that just looked like kind of mm-hmm. basic boulders, you know, and then breaking open rocks with them. And inside, sometimes you'd find like geodes. It's like a be- wow. like beautiful, like cool, shiny insides. And I just, I loved it. Also, it like created like rock smoke and stuff. It was really cool as a kid. That's I don't know if that so makes fun. any sense, but it's really fun. Well, you're just saying there's a prize. There's a prize. And there's like <laughs> a beautiful world inside. But honestly, like looking, I think as you're saying, but looking at life and I think again, it's tough right now in the world. And it all, sometimes we might just see a bunch of rocks. This is, I'm stretching this analogy, but it's awesome. Mm. But like breaking it open and there's like 
shiny sparkly world inside that's awesome thanks here we go we're gonna step in to yeah. that shiny sparkly <laughs> world well here and here it is just a little background in history mm-hmm. um, before we hit some of the main points of the introduction is just that yes um john paul ii he announced on pentecost in 1991 to the world's bishops that he intended to compose this Evangelium Vitae, this gospel of life, because he had a sense that there was great need to reaffirm the value um, of human life, its inviability, uh, its sacredness, its beauty, its gift, and to make an appeal to each person, each person, Mm -hmm. that they have a role in this, to respect, to grow love, to serve life. Mm -hmm. And so he did. He called in his bishops, he asked for their collaboration. He mm-hmm. asked for their insight. We know our founder, Cardinal Connor, uh, yeah. contributed himself, that he also, this is close to his heart. Mm-hmm. And so this document came to be, and it was promulgated on the beautiful solemnity of the Annunciation mm-hmm. in 1995. And it is, it's, it's stunning. And um, I don't know, I think to dive in, it's like the first point is the reality that the gospel of life is at the heart of Jesus's message that this was conceived with Christ. This isn't something new mm-hmm. rather it is, it's coming to be. And this is like a real summons to each of us. It's like to bring this gospel to life. What does this mean today? What does this mean mm-hmm. in our lives? What is God calling us to do? Um, because it needs to be preached with dauntless fidelity. Mm-hmm. It's the good news of every Asian culture. I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, it came with Jesus Christ it's amazing, sister. And you know, it, it's honestly, it's a stunning claim. Like that's a pretty bold claim to say that the gospel of life is at the heart of Jesus' message. But then he actually like furthers it later. He says, the gospel of God's love for man, the gospel of the dignity of the person and the gospel of life are a single and indivisible gospel. Say that again. I'm going to say it again. Ready? Amen. <laughs> the gospel of God's love for man, the gospel of the dignity of the person and the gospel of life are a single and indivisible gospel. You know, it's amazing. Like God became man mm. to save us from sin. The heartbeat of that salvation is this truth, is the truth of the inestimable value of the human person, of you made in the image and likeness of God. Amazing. Amazing, sister. Amazing. Well, and even in this, it's like we hardly get one paragraph into this introduction. And again, right in the wake of what you're talking about, what do we find? Mm. We find joy. Yeah. And is this not the thirst and desire of every human heart? The joyful news mm-hmm. that Jesus Christ is born mm-hmm. and that that birth changes everything. That this that his birth reveals in truth the full meaning of every birth, right? The foundation and fulfillment of joy at every child born into the world, that they were thought of God, mm-hmm. that they were chosen to be, that they are going to be, please God, given that chance, mm-hmm. um, a unique expression of love. Mm-hmm. And that the reality is, is that this life is linked to Jesus's redemptive mission. And what is at the heart of that, which is, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. Mm. He doesn't just want us to have life. He wants us to have new life, Mm -hmm. eternal life, transformed life Mm -hmm. in his resurrection, in and through his resurrection, Mm -hmm. that type of life, communion with the father type life, life to which each person is called to. Um, 
this brings tremendous meaning and purpose and yeah. significance, not just to our lives in general, but to every moment of our lives. Yeah. Like when you start it, leaning into this, it's, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. And this is what the father holds out to us. It's amazing. And sister, as you're speaking, actually, it, it reminds me of, of the very uh, famous Christmas song. Um, um, oh, holy night. Right. And what's that line? Long lay the world in sin and darkness pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. You know, it's, it's like this. Beautiful. It's like this. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. And even just, sister, as you as you were speaking and sharing that, it, I mean, the image, it's almost like, you know, when, like when you have heat stroke, I recently had heat stroke. <laughs> and it's like, and you just like, you kind of just put ice packs all over yourself. Yeah, you're hot. You're really hot. But, you, like, but the ice pack is like, <sighs> like even just what you just said, Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like this bomb mm-hmm. um, for su- you know for our world, for our, our culture, for our own hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah, this beauty that that actually um, heals and makes new, as you're saying. It's it's tremendous, sister. Well, even to like think about where we see this incarnated. Yes, in the life of Christ, but also those who dare to live mm-hmm. in imitation of Him. And someone comes to mind. Actually, I don't know if you've ever heard of Desmond Doss. A kind of, okay. but I might need some help. All right. So yeah. I'm going to bring us back a little bit. So Desmond Doss, basically, this is World War II. Um, he enlisted in uh, the U.S. Army in 1942 on April 1st. And basically, he was a Seventh-day Adventist, and he took that very seriously. So he was committed. He would not touch a gun. Uh, he would not be killing anyone, but he wanted to bring life. He mm-hmm. wanted to be a a combat medic and basically bring compassion and love to his fellow soldiers. Mm -hmm. Because when Pearl Harbor happened, he felt he needed to, to fight in the ways that he could, which Mm -hmm. was to bring life, to bring compassion and love to his brothers and to reverence that gift of life on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. So he actually got a lot of flack for this. Um, And people thought, listen, man, you're just a liability out there. If you're not willing to carry a gun and shoot um, at the other side. Mm-hmm. And and yet he overcame a lot of disdain, a lot of difficulties, a lot of trials. And yes, ended up um, in Japan mm-hmm. um, fighting on a really precarious battlefield. And they called it Hacksaw Ridge. It was really high casualty rates. And yet it was the way to um, overcome Japan. So to try to end this war. Okay. So, so basically he was with a group of men that got on top of this ridge and basically were, were met with all of this gunfire wow. only. And they were told within a short period of time, get off the ridge, get mm-hmm. off the ridge. Only a third of the guys that went up made it down. Mm. And Gosh. one man though stayed behind. Mm-hmm. And that was Desmond that he could not retreat before trying to pull his buddies off of the battlefield that many had been in a sense left to die or abandoned because they couldn't get to them. So Desmond basically just started to to comb the battlefield um, at mm. the threat of his own life, that, that there was still great danger up there, um, and worked tirelessly mm. to pull 75 guys wow. off of that ridge. Um, guys who were wounded, guys that were not yet dead and, and saved their lives. Wow. And his prayer was, please, God, let me, let me get just one more. Wow. Just one more. Wow, and isn't this amazing it's so moving it's super powerful and they did they made a movie out of it mm-hmm. and it is very powerful that basically he was so committed mm-hmm. to 
that gift of life mm. and knew it was worth it, mm-hmm. um, knew it was worth risking his own and went back to save his brothers. Wow. This is this is possible for us. We can live this way. We're called to live this way. And we know, like, I remember, I mean, hearing this story, you're like, whoa, there's something so resonant in my mm-hmm. heart. Like, that's mm-hmm. how I've been made to live. Yeah. Um, all of us to different heroic degrees, you know, whether we're, we're moms and we are like <laughs> marine moms, stay-at-home moms and fighting the battles. Like, it's real. Listen, you can't get those kids to th- walk three feet in a straight line like before someone needs a change in diaper, a change of clothes or like to be fed again. You know, like it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. But there's so many ways to live this. And anyway, we're just at, you know, point number one in the introduction. What's next? Well, I think next point, and this is uh, point two in in the, the document, but it's like the the incomparable worth of the human person. Amazing. I mean, John Paul II talks about the greatness and inestimable value of every human life, um, even even in its temporal phase. And what he means by that is like we're made for eternity. John Paul II talks about the sacred reality entrusted to us, like. We're here on earth. We're made for eternity, but our life has meaning here and how we live here. Amen. Um, you know, matters. It matters. What I do with my body matters. My choices matter. I matter. Um, and, and it's amazing. Like this value of the human person. He says that, I mean, no matter wh- where you are, who you are, what your religious beliefs are, that just by the nature of being human, anybody who's like sincerely open to truth and goodness, um, you know, can by reason and also mm-hmm. by the hidden action of grace, he says, recognize this, recognize that the human person has dignity, has worth, is is good, is worthy of reverence to the highest degree, um, actually. And it's it's really beautiful that it's it's like this universal truth. Um, that we know, like we know intrinsically, like I'm different than my hamster. I'm different than the blade of grass. Like I, um, I matter. This person matters. Isn't this, and, and I love that sister. We matter and why, and it says this in the document by his incarnation, the son of God united himself Mm. in some fashion Mm -hmm. with every human being amazing revealing not only the boundless love of god who so loved the world that he gave his only son but also the incomparable value of every human person i mean yes this, mm-hmm. this gospel of life is this wellspring of invincible hope and true joy that's awesome for every period in history for every mm-hmm. person in history um and it's an incredible thing to contemplate and, and actually to pray here mm-hmm. the worth of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but listening to the voice of the Lord mm-hmm. and when we listen to God's voice mm-hmm. about who we are and how precious we are to him, um, things fall away, you know, and yeah. it can be hard to hear it in this time and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but to pray here, to, to allow ourselves to receive this truth into our hearts mm-hmm. and be transformed so we can then bring it to mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. And, and the truth, I mean, we, we say this, we've said it before, but like that my worth doesn't come from what I can do, produce or achieve, right? Mm-hmm. My worth comes from the fact that he created me. He loved me into being. He chose, he chose me. He died for me. Wow. He's calling me into eternity. And, and I am, me you know unique and unrepeatable and it's yeah rooting ourselves in that resting in that yeah. it's so powerful yeah, sister it's the sacred reality that we actually have a sense of responsibility mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Um, to claim mm-hmm. and to to claim for ourselves and to um encourage our brothers and sisters and totally yeah it's and it's beautiful it is really it really is 
And actually, it makes me think of this story I recently uh, heard um, about a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And I was so deeply moved. My friend, who I'll call Chris. Mm-hmm. So he um, he actually had this terrible accident and he fell out of a tree um, and actually had to be airlifted to the hospital. Mm. Um, and he basically had a lot of spine damage um, mm. and lost his ability to walk and only has uh, the ability basically to move one of his arms. Wow. Um, and God bless him. He just a, re- a, a guy of real courage, real um, kind of cheerfulness, you know, and just really looking looking for the good and everything wow. and and really was heroic in his and kind of in his healing um and, and and this new reality of his life um but i was so moved to hear that he actually just got married That's um wonderful and to his his girlfriend who um they had been dating before the accident and i for me it was such a witness of love like sh- they loved each other so much she loved him so much and um that they wanted to get married wow. and just hearing about the wedding and that, you know, like for their first dance, like she sat in his lap in his motorized wheelchair <laughs> and he like, you know, moved the button to like make them kind of go across the dance floor. But like that was their first dance. That's really beautiful. You know, like and and um, it's just like like this love that looks and sees the person like I, mm-hmm. I mean, just a truly like a pure, beautiful love, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to know like, yeah, like getting married like his life will never be the same her life will never be the same yeah. it's not like your typical uh, vision of of what love looks like but actually what a beautiful love yeah that's what love looks like yeah sister and and to me it just speaks that her love for him and his for her but that seeing him and his his goodness his dignity and that it didn't matter what he could do or not do that is tremendous um, that yeah this is what love looks like. So I, yeah, to me, that was just such a beautiful story. Wow, sister. And it does. It kind of embodies and brings to life mm-hmm. this reality of, of the worth of mm-hmm. each and every human person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless state or condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah, someone who's really looking to the gift. Yeah. And uh, I, how, wow, I just rejoice in the love that they found. I know. I just, I'm so happy for them. It's so beautiful. Yes. It really is. Wow, sister. Well, and even like, I think that brings us to our our next big kind of point mm-hmm. of of this first episode um, as we kind of look at the introduction of mm-hmm. this document. Yeah, basically, now is the time. Mm-hmm. Now is the time for the gospel of life. Like, and I think in these words, it's beautiful. The church claims her maternity. She is a good mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and that because of the word of God who was made flesh, every individual is entrusted to her maternal care. Mm-hmm. And she is ready to take responsibility, you know, in the reality that every threat to the dignity of the human person is felt mm-hmm. in the church's very heart. Um, I think as sisters of life consecrated to, to protect the sacredness of human life. Yeah. We feel the, the pain of the world deeply. Mm-hmm. We, we are so aware mm-hmm. of, of how people are suffering. It's a time of, of great temptation to despair of mm-hmm. great darkness mm-hmm. of, of people um, having struggling to, to see and, and perceive and experience mm-hmm. actually the goodness of their mm-hmm. own life and the goodness of the life next to them. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, and basically, yeah, this document doesn't mince word. It points out, yes, there's violence, there's disease, there's war, there's poverty, there's murder, there's genocide. Um, and all of these things, mm-hmm. um, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. They grieve our hearts because they grieve the heart of God. Yeah. Um, because God created this mm-hmm. precious gift of life, shared his mm-hmm. life um, with each of us, and um, they do harm. Yeah. And so we want to rise up. Yeah. And raise our voices mm-hmm. to to be prophets in this time mm-hmm. of the sacred dignity of the human person, mm-hmm. um, to lean in and give of our hearts, mm-hmm. of our love, mm-hmm. um, of our time, of our treasure at every level of life, culture, and society, mm-hmm. um, wherever we stand, because we believe in this conspiracy of love. Right. And God is going to be about trying to unleash love. Right. And that's what we want to right. be taking part in. Right. And, and spending ourselves for totally and i think it's really beautiful sister as you're saying about the church being mother you know i know we've talked about mm-hmm. kind of like the mama bear um experience of like the mama bear is going to protect her cubs against anything that will harm them and really this is our church in so many ways and and it's like what yeah why does and this is the beauty of this document actually is is um you know why does the church say um abortion um harms not only the child but the woman e- euthanasia um, assisted suicide. She names all these things. And it's not because the church is, is um, trying to control people or big bad. No, it's because she's a mama bear mm-hmm. and she loves her children and um, and she's going to try to pr- protect us. But the beauty of this document is John Paul II explains all these things with such love and compassion mm-hmm. and tenderness. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's um, it's a document actually that you read and you feel received by, yet ennobled, enlivened, but also called higher, as you're saying, sister, that actually God um, doesn't want us to settle for less. He doesn't want us to be less than uh, the great, the greatness we've been called for. Um, he doesn't want us to live less than the flourishing he's made us for. He doesn't want us to live in darkness. He wants us to live in light. And it's so beautiful. Um, and I think that's what John Paul II really unpacks uh, in this document. And it's awesome. Amen, sister. Well, mm-hmm. as you as you say, it's like, it reminds me of a, a poem. Um, mm-hmm. I think growing up in New England, I was exposed uh, to Robert Frost quite a bit. And yeah, I think a famous American um, poet and in his poem The Road Not Taken mm. um, there's this beautiful line um, two roads diverged in a wood and I I took the one less traveled by and that has made all the difference Wow! and I think that line comes to me uh, because I think it is there are in a big way committing ourselves to the cause of human life and answering the summons of this gospel is challenging. Mm-hmm. It is the road less traveled by, especially today. Mm-hmm. Um, but that should be impetus all the more to take it, mm-hmm. and that it's a blessed road and it's a graced road. It's a road in which we encounter the living God mm-hmm. in our life, and actually, as we give Him space, we watch miracles happen. Uh, yeah, the road not taken. Here we go. Awesome. I'm on the on ramp, but sister, I wonder before we go, do you have challenges or or, or questions that we could reflect on more. Yeah, I, I do. And actually, I'm going to just, um, so I do have one, and I'll, I'll probably post a little, a few more, but I'll just focus on this one right now. So John, the, John Paul II writes, and we mentioned this, that Christmas also reveals the full meaning of every human birth, and the joy which accompanies the birth of the Messiah is seen to be the foundation and fulfillment of joy at every child born into the world. And so I just, I guess my challenge is, before we go, you know, just think of the fact that you were born, you know, reflect on that, 
on the reality that your existence, your birth is a cause of joy to the heart of God. That's awesome. You know, and, and like ask, like, is that how I see myself in day-to-day life? A joy to the heart of God, you know, because I think as we're looking at this document and yes, it's like, it's addressing society as a whole. And, but first we have to start in our own hearts, um, letting the gospel of life be unleashed in our own hearts. Do I experience myself as a joy to the heart of God? That's awesome, sister. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Lean right into that question. Yeah. Well, yeah. What about you before we go? Yes, a question to bring into your hearts and just ponder within your own heart or with others is the summons of this gospel of life that asking the Lord to reveal to you, how is he calling you to express reverence, to protect, to serve, to love life, Mm -hmm. human life, your own, um, those you've been entrusted to in your family, Mm -hmm. those among your friends, your community, your workplace, in a sense, what are ways that he might be inspiring or encouraging you to lean in, Mm -hmm. to love more deeply, to place yourself at the service of bringing healing or grace? How is God inviting you to take responsibility Mm -hmm. um, for this sacred gift around you? And see what Jesus says. Mm -hmm. He's creative. Um, and he will bless his invitations uh, mm-hmm. as we have courage to step into them. That's awesome. Amen. Yeah. I yeah. believe. <laughs> Amen, sister. Well, this is super, super, super fun. I'm just so grateful to be with you, sister. It's and a gift. It's such a gift. With all, I'm excited to go live it myself. Yeah. Even more too. deeply. Me too. Well, gosh, sister, before we go, you want to close us with a prayer? I would love to. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Lord, we praise you. We thank you for your goodness, your blessings, your mercy. Lord, we ask you um, right now to fill us with your Holy Spirit, um, to unleash in our hearts um, the truth of your love for us, uh, that you desire us, that you've chosen us from all eternity, uh, that you have a plan for our life and our love. We ask you, Lord, um, that we can deeply know ourselves to be a joy to your heart, um, and Lord, that you can and help us to know how you are calling us. Um, to radiate the truth of of your love and the gift of your life. We entrust ourselves to you, to our Blessed Mother, to all the saints, and we give you glory as we pray. Glory be to the Father, Father and to the Son, and, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and ever shall be, world without end. end. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. It's great to be with you. We're praying for you. God bless and keep you, and uh, we will see you next week. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.